As much as I hoped and I prayed that I'd be able to ultimately someday record this episode, if I'm being totally honest, I had so much doubt around the fact that that day would ever come because this particular episode is about my healing journey. So if you followed along for any period of time, you know for the last five plus years, I have battled some serious health issues. And I'll go through what those health issues are. I'll point you back to past podcasts where I outlined every last detail of it and have been pretty candid in sharing my experience with Lyme and mold toxicity and adrenal insufficiency and all the different things that I've been diagnosed with. But those five years, I've done what I've felt like has been everything. Like I've tried every healing modality, talked with you know every different kind of doctor to approach healing. And I've had these moments where I start to feel a little better, but it always plateaus and then it it falls back off. So I can't credit my healing to uh, a particular diet or elimination diet or anything like that. I can't credit it to uh, supplementations or protocols or any kind of daily habits that I developed. In July, my family drove the nine hours to Ohio. We made my mother and my brother fly out with us where we met a doctor who bridged the gap between science and faith. As a cardiac surgeon and an anesthesiologist, this man's brilliant. He's he's an actual doctor, an MD, but as a young boy in Syria, he was anointed with the gift of healing. And his entire life was pursuing science and learning more about what was happening physically in the spiritual healings that he was experiencing. So I will say this episode will challenge conventional understanding, and I get it because I'm personally walking through that right now as someone who has experienced healing at the hands of this particular doctor after studying and learning more about him and doubting all the way through that it was possible for me. And I also know the pushback that I get from people who prefer things that, quote, make more sense to them. So if you don't believe in miracles or you don't want to believe in miracles or you don't want to hear about the unconventional, this probably isn't the episode for you unless you're the type that likes to listen to things that like creates a thorn in their side so they have something to complain about, then keep listening. But if you're open Listen, I have no dog in the fight. (laughs) There is no money to be made off this conversation. Um, I am not linking any supplements I get paid for. I don't get a kickback from the doctor. I'm not even mentioning the doctor's name. I am simply sharing with you what I can hardly talk about it without like beaming, smiling. I'm sharing with you my personal experience, an experience that there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of testimonies from other people who have been healed at the hands of this particular doctor. I'm sharing the experience with you and I couldn't hold it back because it's too good. My life is too transformed and not just my life, members of my family, their lives too. All right, let's jump into the show. Hey, you're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident, visionary leader their business, team, family, legacy need to win. After working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus, I've noticed this theme. No matter the level of success they achieved, and I've worked with some incredibly successful business owners, they get to this point where they're asking, now what? You know, what am I being called to next? What does next look like? How do I get there? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact, and you wanna feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles. 
and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You wanna wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family. This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy. Success in business and true legacy at home. Get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy. It is time for your breakthrough. In case you're new here, I want to start off by just sharing what I've been walking through, just a brief overview over the last you know, handful of years. If if you want to go back and you want to hear more detail around my health journey and what I've been suffering from, there were times where I recorded episodes in real time just before I even knew what was going on fully where I was sharing my symptoms or I was walking through different protocols that were helping or hurting or whatever it might be. Episode 138 and coincidentally, episode 183, so just flip the numbers, those two episodes of the Luminary Leadership Podcast go into detail of what I was experiencing along the way. And it's changed and I've had different things kind of take uh, a backseat in terms of symptoms and struggles and I've had other things take a front seat and made my life harder. So ultimately what we ended up landing on prior to my meeting this particular doctor were the the front runners, the, the root of all evil for me were Lyme disease, which is such a brutal, frustrating, invisible disease because you look normal on the outside, although maybe you look at me and you think otherwise, but you look normal on the outside, but how you feel inside can be so debilitating debilitating, debilitating. I know people who have taken their lives because of Lyme disease. Sadly, I know three people who have done that. I know people who have just lost decades of their life, quality of life. And I know um, people who are actively pursuing a cure for Lyme disease in their own life, spending their life savings trying to find their answers. So Lyme disease is often paired with mold toxicity. Uh, I grew up in a house that had mold. We didn't know it, obviously, and that wreaked havoc on my immune system, on my nervous system. And that with Lyme, they're often you know, in bed with each other. Unfortunately, it's just a reality. You often see people with mold toxicity issues. They have Lyme as a cofactor and vice versa. On top of that, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and adrenal insufficiency. And there were a lot of these diagnoses that I was just not willing to accept because they felt more like, we don't know the answer, so we're gonna call it this. So I was very open to exploring both Western medicine, Eastern medicine, ancient wisdom of healing. I I looked into everything minus spiritual healing. It just wasn't something on my radar. Now, I am a person of faith. I have a a deep connection to God. I am constantly in prayer, and I was constantly praying for my healing, but I guess I never put all my eggs in that basket. It just never fully occurred to me to do that. So I want to walk you through some of the symptoms that I had been facing. I have some notes like right there in front of me because I just don't want to miss anything in case someone else is walking through their own struggles. I want to speak accurately and I want to share the honest things that I've been through. So the biggest thing that stood out to me over the last five years, so I I had, I was pregnant with my third baby at the time and that pregnancy was particularly hard, but I'm often, I experience tough pregnancies. Sometimes I get really sick, but towards the end of that pregnancy, there was a pretty big spiral in my health and a couple of things like perfect storms occurred around the same time that 
could have been just the initial kickoff to all these health struggles that may have been lying dormant in me for a long time. But sometimes when you experience a, a stressful event, whether it be physical, emotional, whatever you know occurs in your life, it can trigger or release or turn on some genes that maybe were quiet in the background, humming along, but they were in there. And that's why so often people live, I've learned this, you know, after years of just learning and reading and researching and talking to doctors, that tons of people, the majority of people in the United States have some variabilities or uh, versions of Lyme disease or cofactors with Lyme, the exposure to mold. I mean, like it's near impossible to not be exposed to mold. So why was it so crippling to me? Well, usually your nervous system, your immune system is designed to deal with it. And mine took a hit and it couldn't deal with it anymore. So my symptoms were, to say fatigue is so belittling to what people who walk through this experience. I'm talking debilitating fatigue. Think of you the worst flu that you have, right? And when the peak of the worst flu, let's say over four or five days, you're in miserable standing, but on day three, it peaks and you feel like your head is made of cement and you cannot lift it off the pillow. And, and obviously you're checked out of work, you're checked out of life, and you just lay there. Like there were days with no explanation, no rhyme or reason that I could personally identify where that's how I felt. Like my body was made of lead, my brain was not functioning or working, and I had almost no capacity to get out of bed. Now, thank God that was earlier in my journey. As time went on, I was able to do things and identify things that did help me with the fatigue where it was pretty debilitating, but I could still squeeze a few hours out of my day, or I could still show up for some of the work I had to do, even if it meant I crashed later, or I could still be present with my kids, even if I had to try and hide how horribly um, defeated I felt physically and emotionally. So I also experienced memory loss, not just brain fog, but actual memory loss, where I couldn't recall really obvious things in my life. Like um, I'd go to a gas station like a half a mile from our house and then have no idea where I was. Or I at the same gas station where you put your credit card in and then you have to put your zip code in, there was no chance that I would remember our zip code. And just things like that. My recall was really poor. I was also experiencing a lot of joint pain and swelling, inflammation through my whole body. I had, I'd wake up and my face would be swollen. My husband would look at me and be like, oh, you're flaring up, like you, you must feel terrible because my eyes would be so puffy, my face would be so swollen, my jaw, everything, even my tongue would swell, it was terrible. And that full body inflammation kept this just layer of weight on my body. And, and I was, you guys, I was so far beyond caring about what I weighed at this point. My other symptoms were trumping anything in the realm of weight, but it was, you could see it on me. It was like a layer of puff and it felt terrible. I also had this chronic pain in the center of my back and right up in my upper cervical area in my, in my spine and my neck that I couldn't ever figure out where it was stemming from. And sometimes I'd get numbness throughout my shoulder and down in my arms. I'd often get numbness and tingling in my hands. I experienced low blood pressure, so low that there were times where I was just on the verge of fainting. I, I did pass out a few times, but I wouldn't say that that was a common symptom. But when I was pregnant with my fourth baby, I was my blood pressure was dropping dangerously low where I would have episodes where I would faint. Um, I'd have constant, and I didn't think anything of it, but I had constant sensitivity to light, to really any stimuli, right? Like light, noise, and touch. 
if one, I have four little kids, okay? If one of my kids would drop something, which was every five seconds, right? Like they'd just be walking in the house and they'd drop something or my son would dribble a basketball. My entire body would have a visceral reaction, which meant all day, every day, I was essentially living in fight or flight, which we identified later through some different actual diagnostic tests that my body was completely operating at all times in sympathetic and never going into a healing state of parasympathetic. So a noise would trigger something in me like someone just hit me in the back of the head with a baseball bat. I would become um, like cold sweat, dizzy, like all these symptoms would happen and it made no sense. And it wasn't all the time. I don't want to give you the illusion that like 24 hours a day, 365 days a year for five years, this is how I was feeling. But I would say there were many times that it was the bulk of the time that I was feeling that way. And sometimes the sensitivity would be greater or less, but I was always sensitive. You know, my husband would come up and like tickle my arm and I could have crawled out of my skin. It felt, it didn't hurt, but it felt so sensitive that I couldn't see. Almost like if you had a terrible sunburn and somebody gently touched it, it's still too much because your skin is just so sensitive. I would experience that. Um, I'd have headaches and blurred vision, which I have crappy vision. So I'm like, oh, I just have crappy vision. Like my contacts are not quite right. And I'd change my, like go in to try and get my prescription checked all the time. I'd have brain fog on steroids, okay? So when I say brain fog, what I do for a living is I write and I create content and I uh, mentor people and I advise people in their business. And there would be times I'd be staring cross-eyed at my computer like I can't, couldn't think myself out of a paper bag if there was a gun to my head. And it was so challenging for me to get thoughts to come out properly. And I know that sounds so silly, but when you're living in it and maybe you've experienced it, it makes sense. I've had conversations with other people who have experienced this and they can corroborate my, you know, seemingly dramatic explanation of what this brain fog was like. They need to, they need to come up with a better term. It's like not brain fog. It's like brain hurricane. It's a, a treacherous conditions when it comes to your brain. Another thing that I would experience was muscle atrophy. Like my muscles were actually deteriorating and I had muscle weakness. The very first thing I noticed when I was pregnant and this started to set in. Now I've been an athlete all my life. I work out six, seven days a week up until this all happened. I felt super strong. Even through my pregnancies, I would work out every day. I lifted heavy. I felt good. I just always felt strong and I felt good. It was such a gift. And all of a sudden, one day when I was pregnant, I had been fine and I went to blow dry my hair. This is how I first knew like what is happening. I thought it was coming down with something and I couldn't hold the blow dryer up. It felt like it was 50 pounds. My shoulders were fatiguing. I was getting cramping in my back. I'm like, it's a freaking blow dryer. What is going on with me right now? And I just felt like I couldn't hold my arm up. And so from then on, I would start to experience more muscle fatigue and muscle weakness that ultimately led to actual atrophying of my muscles. Now, some of that was because I had to become more sedentary because also during this time, I could not work out. Now, I went from intense workouts six, seven days a week, really building strength, feeling so fit and feeling so strong and feeling so good, even throughout pregnancies, to not being able to work out at all. And not that I couldn't physically do the actual workout, sometimes the fatigue 
of my muscles was so bad I couldn't. But sometimes I would do the workout and the crash, the best way I can say it, the crash, the flare, whatever, that would come from that physical activity was so catastrophic to me that I would, usually when I would work out in the morning, I'd get this burst of energy. It made me more clear-minded because it released all these endorphins. It was great. I would work out, my body would instantly get inflamed. Like you could see it on my physical person. My face would swell up, my eyes would swell up. I have a picture of me from five years ago when I worked out and I took it in the bathroom of my face and sent it to my husband and said, what the hell is happening? I think of having an allergic reaction. I was like having a physical reaction, a histamine response to working out. I would get super itchy, super red. And then that crash could be just the rest of that day where I'd have to stay in bed and I'd get a terrible headache and I felt really shaky and horrible. And sometimes it would last weeks, weeks where that one workout, even if I was modifying, would debilitate me. And it wasn't just a workout, it was going for a walk. For the last five years, I haven't been able to go for walks with my own children, with my family, because I would have this response. Like part of it was a histamine response where I'd go for a walk and my legs would be so itchy that I felt like I could claw them off. Like I wanted to take knives and drive them into my skin because it was so itchy from the inside out. And if I did scratch, my skin would raise up with a red welt like it was a an allergic reaction. And when, when that would happen, I think it would flood my body with all these toxins that would then make me really, really sick. So I just stopped going for walks. I stopped doing the physical things that I used to love to do that helped me thrive. And I became what felt like physically a shell of myself. Um, any kind of mold exposure, even if, you, you know, mold is a tricky beast because it's not like, oh, I see mold on the shower wall. No, mold can be particles that you can't see. It can be in a new home where you wouldn't expect to see it. It can be in an old home. And a lot of the homes that we frequent or the places that we go have mold. It's just like a nature, a, a natural thing that occurs. And so I would have mold exposure not knowing, and it would cripple me. So last summer, I stayed in a house with mold, and for the next three months, I was basically bedridden. I was working from my bed. I could hardly sit up some days. We couldn't figure out what had happened. It was one of the worst crashes that I had had since the very beginning, and it was all from mold exposure. So I had mold toxicity, and I didn't know, and it was like the littlest things could trigger me. So that was great. <laughs> I also experienced, I know I'm just dumping all my symptoms. If this isn't your jam, just don't listen. Like this is for the people out there who might have a loved one walking through something that they don't know what's going on, might just wanna hear a miraculous story to have more hope in their life, more faith in any area of their life, or is personally experienced something that maybe you wanna learn something more about and you wanna feel not so alone. If that's you, you can listen. If not, just skip to the next episode because I got plenty of other content that's in the business and leadership realm that might be more for you. I would get stomach pain so much so that I started to get used to it. I It felt normal to look not six months pregnant, have a super hard belly, have pain in my stomach, and totally crash every time I ate. And it didn't even matter anymore what I was eating. Like, forget gluten or even grain or sugar or dairy or the obvious triggers. I could eat anything aside from water, and it would destroy me. And I would get so tired. So I had to start timing how I ate around the meetings that I had or the work I had to do, because I'm like, oh, if I eat, I know I'm not gonna be like able to function, so I'm gonna have to wait until after this, and then I'll eat so that I can feel like crap after. Um, the mornings were the worst. I would wake up, no matter how much sleep that I got, feeling just debilitated, almost like I was clearing some kind of like a stroke. like 
couldn't think, my face was sagging, super swollen, very confused, and it would take about two hours to kind of come to life, and then I finally could start to function at a low level enough to get by. I learned how to do a lot of things at a very low function, and I'm going to tell you something crazy about those last five years and what happened in my personal life and my business life in that time as evidence of how alive and well God is in in all of our lives, but in my life. But first, I will finish telling you, all my, keep airing all my grievances of all the crap that I walked through. So in addition to mornings being brutal, mold exposure, couldn't work out, oh, could not touch caffeine with a 10-foot pole. Not even like a little sip of green tea. It would tank. It had the opposite effect. It was useless. Like I would be so tired and I'd so desperately want, I'm like, I love coffee. I haven't had coffee in years because if I drank a sip of coffee, I would get so tired and it would last. So it was like my adrenal, my adrenal glands weren't working. There was one point in the process. I've, I had been constantly throughout the five years getting testing. I worked with phenomenal doctors who were trying to solve the case for me, testing my hormones every couple months. We were testing my, doing extensive blood work, not the kind of blood work that you get from like a primary care, this really detailed blood work. We spent well over $100,000 investing into my health and investigating what was going on, which I'm aware of how, what a blessing it was that we were able to do that. Now in retrospect, we could have saved all of that having, if we had known what we know now, but I'm, I'm very confident that I was intended to walk this path, and there were so many blessings in it that I wouldn't trade, um, but I couldn't touch caffeine, okay? So there you have it. That was the lovely explanation. Oh, there were like skin rashes and other things and hives and whatever, but we don't need to go through all the things. I also had a ton of dental sensitivity. Like I couldn't, hot, cold, room temperature didn't matter. My teeth were a wreck. Um, and I'm someone that flosses twice a day and brushes like every time I eat something. Okay. That's the synopsis of everything that I had been walking through, probably missing some things, but there you have it. Oh, I can add one more. I was super sensitive to everything, not just light sound. If someone had a candle burning, instant migraine. If I walked by like even residual smell of a cigarette from a month ago in a room, donezo, ruined. Um, if I knew I had such a sniffer for like chemicals or anything like that, like if people used any kind of chemical cleaning solutions instead of natural stuff, it would destroy me. If we stayed in Airbnb and they had one of those Glade plug-in things, I was a wreck for days. Like my body couldn't handle or process any kind of chemicals. When you're walking through something like that, there is like no way you can navigate it on your own. My husband has been a saint through these last five years. I feel like we have become a team in every sense of the word, in constant connection and communication. And we have realized fully what it means when people say marriage is not 50-50. And I used to say marriage is 100-100. You got to give 100% and they've got to give 100% and that's how you do marriage. And then I walked through this and I realized, man, there were days I was 5% and he was 100%. And you carry your spouse through those seasons that are hard. That is for better or for worse. That is a lifetime commitment. And that is what my husband did for me time and time again throughout these five years. I did my best. I gave what I had to give, but he had to give more. And that's really humbling when you're someone who's independent and a hard worker and you care so deeply about the people that you serve and you want to run alongside your kids and your clients and all the things. It is incredibly humbling to say, 
I can't do this today. Like, I can't go for that walk for you guys, with you guys no matter how badly I want to because I know it'll destroy me for the next month. <laughs> like, I can't walk through life, elements of life with you because I know I don't have it in the tank. And being given that grace and just doing what you can. So here's the piece that I wanted to share, the faith element, okay? I have never been more certain that God is walking in lockstep with me than I have in the last five years. Because in the last five years, I personally and physically have been at my weakest, been been at my worst, been unimaginably sick, but our business has grown bigger than it's ever been. We have served people at a higher level than I ever thought possible. We grew in um, name and and status as a company. Uh, I grew in leadership. Our team expanded. We have mastered things that I never thought I could even have the foresight to like have in my worldview of business or life. We have built up our home to be a place where we welcome people into it, both friends, family, but also clients, where we help serve them in pursuing their vision and their possibility for their life. I have given speeches. I have um, created more content. I'm telling you right now, 0% of that was possible based on me alone. All the evidence I could ever need that God is alive and well was the fact of what has transpired in my life in the last five years despite me, despite me. And I felt like every day I would wake up and I would have this mental and emotional, very human battle with God. And I would say, are you kidding me right now? Why are you placing this calling on my heart? Why are you bringing me these people? Why are you inspiring me and motivating me to want to do all these things when my body physically is saying, F you, Liz. Like, I'm not showing up for the party. I don't care what you've been called to. And it was like the bigger the thing that I was called to in mission, the more the enemy would attack me and I would be physically depleted. And it was like, I would hear over and over, just take the next step, just take the next step, just take the next step. And it felt like five years of in the beginning being very hesitant and then finally realizing this is just how God works, where I would take the step and he would put the ground under my foot as I took it. Give me just enough, just enough to do what he was asking of me. And without him, I couldn't have done any of it. So sometimes when you're walking through your greatest trials is where you're being humbled enough to lean on God and realize that this is bigger than you. What you're being called to is so much bigger than you that you have to be brought down to the studs of your life. You have all the evidence you need that it is not you. (laughs) It is not you because I know My ego would want to build this big dream and get credit for it. And I can so confidently say that this was not me. I was a vessel that was being used and I was was stripped down to nothing so that I knew with great certainty that I could give all the glory to God. And I know that people listen to this and get uncomfortable with it or have their qualms about religion or faith or whatever. Put it through whatever filter you need, but this is my experience. And I would bet the farm, literally bet the actual farm on the fact that that is true in my life and the lives of so many others. So fast forward. I'm not going to go through every protocol I've tried because I don't have another six hours of battery on my camera to record this for you. If you wanna go back to those two episodes I mentioned, episode 138 and 183, 
I list all the things we tried. My guess is if you were to write in like, hey, did you try this protocol? My answer would be like, yep, did it. We have we had a sauna put into our home. Um, I worked with integrative medicine doctors, functional medicine doctors, Eastern medicine doctors, <laughs> Western medicine doctors, like you name it, I worked with them. I explored the mental side of this. Like maybe I have too much stress in my life and I have to purge that and work through that. I explored the physical side. I explored all of it. And I got connected through a series of very divinely led events with this woman in our town. Her name is Brenda. She is an absolute godsend and a treasure. And she was something, someone who had been a triathlete her you know whole adult life. Now, I thought I was fit and strong. Then there's Brenda, okay? And there came a day years ago where Brenda couldn't even walk up the stairs. And she didn't know why. And slowly it took over her life and it debilitated her similar to how it debilitated me. And you lose your sense of self when this happens. It is so um, unnerving and like unsettling and your foundation just gets rocked. And for years, she did what I did. She spent all the money and all the time exploring all the rabbit holes for healing. And she too was told she had Lyme and mold toxicity and it was brutal for her. So now she's dedicated to her, her life to being a health advocate and coach for people who are navigating such a challenging thing where you could go a hundred different routes and spend a hundred thousand different dollars and not get your answers and not get full healing. And she walks you through the process. So we met a few people in town and they directed us to Brenda. They're like, gotta talk to Brenda. She's come out the other side of this. She's healthier than ever. And she went through several years of what you're describing. And in talking to her, I was asking her, okay, where where would you start? Because my least favorite thing, and maybe you can relate to this if you've been through a long health journey, is when you go to a new doctor after having gone to 20 other doctors and filling out all the intake forms and like you're so many years into the process and they're like, so tell me what's bothering you. And you want to pull your hair out and their hair out because you're like, I am not starting at square one with you. I know like as much as you do, if not more at this point, from all the research and the trialing and the testing, please don't belittle my experience by trying to make me go back to square one. So Brenda helps you bypass that, right? She syncs you up with the right people and hooks you up with the right doctors. So we were talking and I was explaining that frustration to her and I was like, listen, where would you start? If you were starting over and you were at this point in the process, looking back, where would you start? And she starts kind of saying, oh, well, this doctor can do, you know, this kind of testing that will help you identify where everything's coming from and this doctor. And I'm like, no, Brenda, what the doctor, like send me to the doctor, where would you go first? And she's like, hesitates. And she says, do you have faith? I said, I most certainly do. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. And she said, okay, you're going to think I'm crazy, but maybe because you have faith, you won't. I'm going to send you to this doctor. He's a, he's a Christian, he's a medical doctor, but he's not conventional. I said, okay, tell me more. And she tells me about this doctor in Ohio. And then she sends me all this information, including a podcast that literally chronicles the miracles that he's performed. Now, if you were to ask him, are you performing the miracles? He says all the time, oh my gosh, no. Like I am just a conduit for this. The Holy Spirit has asked me for help and I've said, yes, that's who I am, that's what I do. But he's brilliant. I told you he's a cardiac surgeon by trade and an anesthesiologist. This man is absolutely brilliant. He works with MIT and Harvard. He's had NASA after him, the CIA after him, just to explore his vast knowledge of what he does. And a lot of these agencies and foundations are like, 
how are you doing this? And what's wild is, and what's so cool is, what we don't often think about because we think in terms of our own understanding is oftentimes miracles can be measured. And this is what he has proven. He's literally had NASA measure the miracles because frequency and energy can be measured. So he's performed these things where they actually set up equipment that can measure and and see the miracle taking place. So I started to to listen. My husband and I were just absolutely binging these podcasts of thousands of people sharing their testimonies of complete miraculous healing. Like I'm talking so much crazier than anything that I personally walked through. I'm talking people who had stage four cancer and were on their deathbed, hooked up to machines, hardly breathing on their own, and complete healing. Someone blind their whole lives, vision restored. Like, I'm talking Bible stuff, okay? Like someone with a fractured spine who couldn't stand up from a 90-degree angle who walked out of the room um, and then had x-rays and there was never even a sign of fracture in their back after, you know, a terrible accident. Story after story after story after story. And what I realized was that I've believed in miracles my whole life. I've heard of them. I've never personally like witnessed one happening in front of me, but I've heard of so many and it's always been like, oh, that's wonderful. Like that's a miracle. And I've believed in it. But when push comes to shove and you start to get closer to an opportunity for a miracle, it's really easy to brush it off and say, but it wouldn't happen for me. I don't know if it's I'm not worthy of it or it's not possible or you start to, to doubt the doubt, the reality of it, because it feels so crazy and it's so uncommon um, in our everyday life. But man, I started to doubt. And my husband, whose faith is so rock solid and had and listened to all these testimonies, his first reaction was like, we need to get every person we know to this guy. We need to get, this guy is so close to Jesus. We got to get to this guy because he's go, he performs miracles. Like he works with the Holy Spirit. Like, how would you want? No, I just want to be in the room with him. I don't even have any problems, but I just want to go see this man. So we booked appointments months out to drive to Ohio for all six of our family members. And I made my mom and my brother come out because my mom had a debilitating accident over 20 years ago, shattered her ankle, nine inch steel plate, doesn't even have 90 degrees of motion, um, level 10 pain for the last 20 years. But she's the toughest babe I know. And you, you'd know from seeing her walk, but you'd never know from experiencing her because I think it's made her in part who she is. So I wanted her to come out. So we go see this doctor, and I'm not mentioning his name because because of the nature of how he does what he does, he's been under attack, <laughs> as it so often happens, right? People don't want to believe in the mysteries of faith. They don't want to believe in the, the miracles that could be. They want the concrete. And what's cool is if you study him and you actually take the time to understand possibility and miracles, you can measure this. There is a lot of science to this, and that's how he's bridged that gap. When you go in to see him, there he uses diagnostic tools. He uses um, direct current acupuncture. He uses a lot of things to open up channels in the body that make sense scientifically and medically, but he's praying the whole time. He's praying the whole time, and the, and the real healing comes from the miracle of prayer. And a lot of times, the work that he had done was in churches, where he would go to a church, and 10,000 people would line up, and for 24 hours straight, this man would be seeing person after person, miracle after miracle, and story after story of just complete healing. So 
there's a book called Miracles Every Day that's about him and his healings. Um, the podcast that if you wanted to go down the rabbit hole that I went down is called Blind Faith. It's a beautiful podcast. I highly recommend it. So I want to walk you through what the experience was like. So we got there and I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know if this was going to be this thing that like he prayed over me and I like fainted and all the you know angels were singing and it wasn't like that at all. It, it, whether you have faith or not, this experience is very standard in terms of how it it, it operates. Like you go to a med- his medical office and you are with him. Now, the amazing thing is he spends as much time as you need, which is why we had a tentative appointment time, but his office will call you ahead of time and say, hey, okay, he's finishing up with this patient. You can come in now. And he spent hours with us. We basically had him for two days solid. He probably was so sick of us. And he used his diagnostic tools to measure um, current, I'm going to butcher this, guys, I'm sorry, and measure currents in the body to identify and diagnose, like, were there infections in the body? What, what was the source of everything? But when I sat down across from him, the first thing he said to me, now I'm thinking, okay, I'm here for, to have my Lyme healed, the mold toxicity, all of that stuff, all the damage that it's caused in my body at a cellular level. And he says, what happened to your back and your neck? And I'm like, are you thinking of the wrong patient? Like, why is this dude asking me about my back and my neck? Like, that's the least of my worries. I have some pain there, but like nothing that I even think about compared to everything else. And he said, what happened? What, when did you have an accident? When were you in an accident? And, I, and I'm like, when I was 16. And he said, and you were hit from the side. And I'm thinking, am I crooked? Like, why are you, like, am I, do I look, like, if you're watching this, do I look crooked? (laughs) I'm thinking, what is he seeing that I don't know? Like, he hasn't taken any x-rays. There's nothing like that. And again, I was in a car accident when I was 16, and I was, you know, beat up a little bit, but, like, it didn't, I wasn't in the hospital after that. Like, nothing like that. And he said, okay, this is all coming from your spine. So now I think this guy is nuts. Now I think that he's mixed my chart up with someone else and I'm a little frustrated because I'm like, I am here for a Lyme disease. I need you to fix Lyme disease and mold toxicity. We can deal with my back later. But what he explained to me right away, which then his diagnostic tools confirmed everything he was saying, which is so cool to see it in black and white because I do like the data. I do like the science. He said, look, it's all your autonomic nervous system. We are all exposed to so many infections and Lyme and mold and whatever on a daily basis. Why isn't everybody crippled with it? It's because their nervous system and their immune system, which is all interconnected, can handle it. It's designed to handle it. You have a spinal injury that is preventing your nervous system from functioning properly. When I run these diagnostics on you, I can see that you're not even getting proper circulation throughout your body, let alone your nervous system functioning. And you were living in a constant state of fight or flight. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy to me because like I said, my spine wasn't even on my radar. Okay, guys, I decided to break this podcast episode up into two parts. So the second half is going to come to you next week. And the reason I did that, it's kind of two reasons. One, because I kind of need to catch my breath. It's been really overwhelming to walk this path and incredibly humbling. This is something that I've prayed for for years. And to be totally honest, I just didn't think it was in the cards for me to find healing. So recounting this story 
is a little bit, it's, it's certainly humbling. It's a little overwhelming. And I think it's a lot to digest too, because I understand how hard it is to fathom and believe. And I understand, I've already heard from people who, you know, naysay what I've shared, but I don't have the least bit of worry about that. I know that this story will land in the right ears at the right time. And and the, the reason that I want to share it is because one, I made a promise to God that if it was his will that I would find healing, which like I said, I didn't always believe that I would. I thought this might be a cross that I bear forever, that I would use it for good and I would spread his word. I would spread this story and I would give all the glory where it belongs. And that's what I'm doing. And the other reason I'm sharing it is because I know there are a lot of people who have lost hope and they are navigating something and feeling so desperate. So this second part that's coming out next week is really going to full circle tell the entire story or finish the entire story and where I am now. And it it really will open your mind and continue to blow your mind in what's possible when the worlds of faith and medicine collide like they have for me. And since I've had this incredible healing experience, my life has really transformed. I've seen why I walked the path I did, why I received the healing I did, and what I'm called to do with it. And just in this short time, I've been able to send other friends and family who have been suffering to this same doctor, and they've had their miracles of their own. So although I don't need any external validation or, you know, opinions of whether other people believe this is true, I do feel really called to share it for those that could be transformed or healed through this word too. So tune in next week. You'll hear the rest, hear the rest of the story and I'll be able to share more of the details. And I think it will really surprise you. <laughs> it's been really awesome to share this, but I'm going to go take a walk, take a break, and you can tune back in next week for the rest. I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one, but you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you. Don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question or a guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at luminaryleadershipco.com. And we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.